Hey, this is Chase Barber. And I'm Jordan Willie. We're two blue-collar boys doing some blue-collar interviews. All right, guys, welcome to Blue Collar Interviews with Chase and Jordan here. And today we got on uh, Travis. Uh, Travis drives off-highway logging trucks on Vancouver Island, right? Sweet hot off-highway trucks. Sorry to jump in your intro, Travis, but like you, I seen a video of the stuff you run. This stuff is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. No, it looks uh, pretty neat. Like the logs you are hauling makes Chase's stuff look like baby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How'd you yeah, get no. into that, Travis? Uh, I've been in, uh, kind of worked my way up. Started in the shop, you know, as a kid in high school and, you know, got to drive them around washing them up. And then eventually I was like, yeah, this looks like fun. I should give it a whirl. Why don't you uh, describe what these trucks and loads look like for Sorry, anybody? Yeah, I, for the... I, I got so excited and I ruined it. <laughs> I feel like we should have, at least give a guy an idea of what these fat trucks look like for the rest of the world. This is a unique <laughs> Vancouver Island thing. Yeah, they're, they're you know they're pretty big. Uh, take up most of the road. I think we're ten foot bunks or twelve foot bunks wide. So you know when you meet a passenger vehicle or whatever, there's not a lot of room. But, what are um, the tires on that thing? Like I saw that video, they seem pretty big and they're aggressive too. Like they're not, not don't look like a nice highway tire. No, no, they're definitely off road. They're probably I don't know same height as me, you know, average guy. <laughs> Jeez, that's a big tire for a semi. And how many tons of weight are you packing? Uh, it's usually anywhere from you know seventy five to hundred. Sometimes you break a hundred. So you're packing a hundred tons of weight on a five axle truck. You betcha. Americans are driving around there packing like forty tons of weight on five axles, and you've got a hundred tons. <laughs> yes, there we go. We run uh, water on our brakes, right? Oh yeah. I was gonna ask that actually. You guys still run all water brakes on everything? You want to yeah. explain how that system works? Well, it's they run on every axle except for your steer axle. So you got you you run water on four axles. Uh, it's just a little lever by your seat when you're coming down a hill. You pull it up, so she spreads water evenly on your brakes and keeps it nice and cool, so you don't get any brake fade coming down the hill. I uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. So like it just dumps like literally just dumping water on the brakes to keep them cool. Yeah, there's a little spigot on each drum there. It doesn't put like. You know, like a garden hose pressure to it or whatever. It's just kind of a little trickle enough to keep it cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I didn't even know that was that was a thing. I'm yeah, actually, my truck one, driver. My one truck's got water brakes. Actually, water brakes just sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's. It, I mean, it's a common sense thing. Brakes are getting hot. Apply water to the brakes. Cool them down. I live in Manitoba, man. It's too cold for brakes to get hot. <laughs> 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 you don't really have those big grades over there you're coming down eh Nah, we got the odd hill over here don't don't mess with me <laughs> i don't think you have the hills like the vancouver island guys got the hills <laughs> i don't think so no just teasing yeah, i think they keep them under you know like 15 16 i think that's both max but oh that's feels not too bad no it feels a lot steeper when you're you know 10 feet in the air kind of looking down at it coming down but that load I saw, like you should give out your TikTok definitely at some point, just so people should go t- take uh, take a look at the loads you're hauling. But uh, that's high. Like, are you scared of tipping? Like, I th- like I thought you'd tip in that oh. video. Like, it's swaying back and forth up top. Oh, and I feel oh, like we should just give the TikTok out now. People can pause the podcast. They should probably pause it right now. 
go check out Travis's videos, and then they'll have an idea of what they're talking about, and they can resume the podcast. Okay, yeah, you betcha. Black Betty sixty nine on TikTok. I love that Black name. Black Betty sixty nine. Nice. Ugh, All right, go look at the videos right there, and then come back and join the podcast here. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Blue Collar Interviews. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's going to do it. About. The five people listening are going to pause and go do it. <laughs> All right, so how tippy are they? Do you dump loads often? Um, I haven't seen it since I've been there. I've only been uh, driving them for about three years, so I drove highway trucks before. Um, you definitely feel it when you're going down certain main lines, you know, you get a lean in the road or whatever, you feel the truck rock back and forth quite a bit, but so far, knock wood, I haven't tipped one over, so. No, oh man, we tip like a trailer every couple months. Yeah, and you guys aren't even stacking as high as he is. What are you doing, Chase? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, do you guys have those live bunks? Like, uh, my old, uh, 1962, the old off highway logger, like, Back in the day, the bunks never used to have a nut on the bottom of the pin. So if you wanted and the logs wanted to fall off, the whole bunk would just fall off the truck instead of taking the truck with it. Is that still a thing, or did WCB make you actually attach the bunks? Uh, no, they've still got the cables there. There's a couple places where they still side dump. They'd uh, trip the stakes on the one side and dump it in the water like that. Um, I haven't seen any break or anything like that, but... Oh, I meant where the the uh, bunk actually attaches to the truck. Like oh, where it goes cool. into the carrier. They never used to put a nut on the bottom of it. So if your bunk wanted to tip off, it wouldn't take the truck with it. Yeah, I think it's just a little late. It's like a T lock. They kind of lock in there and slide into the one spot. I think if it's uh, straight back and forth with the truck, they can just come right off, which won't happen when you got logs on there. But Oh, yeah. No, uh, okay, so they do make you actually secure the bunks to the truck now. Mm, no fun. Uh, yeah, it used to be, I remember my, my grandpa used to drive off-highway logging trucks way back in the 60s, and that's how they used to do it, and they'd go around a corner, the trailer wanted to go, well, let the trailer go. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Keeps the driver safe enough. <laughs> yeah, and then they realized it'd be, they'd be going down the highway and lose it, and then it'd just pop off the truck, and all of a sudden you'd lose a whole load of logs on the highway, so they're like, well, maybe we should connect them. <laughs> yeah they're definitely connected on the truck and on the trailer they don't pop off like that no that's that's probably good that's probably good <laughs> so what kind of trees are you guys getting into there like what, how big around are we like i saw in the video some big ones but like what's the biggest you've had to haul out uh that video is probably some of the biggest stuff that we've seen or i've seen anyway it, it's pretty rare nowadays that you get anything too big too any bigger than that um you know everything's going with uh old growth logging and that so you can't really cut yeah. down too too big i think it's 20 feet they say that's too big now they just leave it so see i was gonna ask you about old growth because i think that's where i ended up pissing off all the island loggers where i'm like leave the 1200 year old trees and then a lot of loggers on the island are like well fuck you <laughs> uh, well, who's this fancy boy telling me what to do <laughs> not all all old growth is that size right like you well no up. and that's that's the one of the biggest things i kept trying to make videos to explain it but you get one viral video where you didn't explain every because you can't explain everything about the logging industry at in a minute absolutely like, not like we harvest a lot of old growth in the interior but old growth in the interior is just dead trees like uh, you go to an old we we logged an old growth block 
we didn't have a tree bigger than three foot diameter maximum. And about 70% of the block was all dead wood and pulp that just needed to get removed for forest health. Like it was a massive fire hazard this summer. So we went in there and like streamed through this old growth block for like, the government ended up giving us no stumpage because they just needed that block cleared as like a fire break. Like that's that's what an old growth looks like in the interior. But everybody hears old growth and they picture these 1200 year old trees. That's a really rare specific type of cedar tree that grows on the coast of the island. And that's it. Yeah. And that's down low too. Like in your swampier areas where there's lots of water all the time. Right. You don't see those big trees on top of mountains. Yeah. And I mean, that was the only thing I said. I'm like, maybe we just don't need to do log all those ones because that's a rare tree in a specific spot. Are you, we just lost your connection there for a second, Chase. You there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, fun, fun. So you're logging up in BC. Um, if you weren't logging up in BC, where what would you be doing for work? Are you you pretty happy there? Uh yeah, I'm pretty happy right now. I mean, got a license, I can drive anything, right? So maybe we'll drive something else one day. Yeah, they wouldn't want to even change fields or go somewhere else. Uh, maybe we'll see what happens here. I mean, you never know. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what's the pay like running one of those big off highway guys on the island? Because every time I hear about the island, that everybody that goes there is like the wages aren't very good, but I'm like, it must be pretty decent to run one of those, eh? Oh, yeah, I make a pretty good living, I'm quite comfortable and happy with what I <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, that's all you can ask for then. Oh, hell yeah. So what's kind of the sketchiest situation you've got yourself in with one of those rigs? Uh, sometimes you come around a switchback and... No, 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 no. Like, sell it. Come on. Get, get us scared uh, on here. Give us something. I've had one where I uh, come around a switchback, get locked up, and I started sliding a little bit further than I had anticipated. But uh, when it goes quiet, that's when you know you're in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. There is nothing worse than that feeling of all of a sudden just that jake sound and then just nothing but silence and you're like oh fuck yeah every window 400 feet bottom so it'll wake you up it'll wake you up oh absolutely (laughs) what kind of machines do they got out in the bush for load and like logs like that like i think i saw a processor in the back of the video i'm not sure but like you gotta have a big enough log uh like a big enough machine to lift that shit on there no like Oh, yeah. units. run like Medill 4800s, 3800s, and they got the Hitachi 450s, uh, yeah. big fucking machines, right? Yeah, like I was going to say, it's got to be something massive to load. Like, I don't know how heavy of, well, one of those would be specifically, but, and hell, like, what do they have? Just big ass grapples on the Hitachis, or? Uh, they're not too, too big. It's a grapple yard that brings the wood up to the roadside, right? So they're old school cables running down the hill, and you got guys down there. So, uh, Travis, is it cable log in there where you're at? Or? Yeah, some, some places. Some places they just hoe truck it with the loaders, right? But yeah. up on the mountains and shit like that, there's uh, grapple yarders out there yarding the uh, wood in. You able to describe a, uh, a cable operation? I don't know. I'd have to think about that one, how to describe it for, uh, to paint a picture. It's just like an overgrown machine with a big boom coming off the top of it, a bunch of cables on the top, like a tower, and running down the hill. Like, so you run a bunch of cables down the hill to a central tower, and then run a grapple down the cable that lowers, grabs the log, and then brings it up. 
Yeah, sort of like that. I've actually never worked on a ground pre-order crew, so I can't really give you a great description of it. But, uh, you know, they stump rig and stuff like that to give themselves a lift. And All but... I know is, like, every time I've worked with one of those crews is that it's oddly terrifying and kind of cool the first time you see one of these giant trees just go launching through the air up the, up a hill. <laughs> You're like, satisfying. oh, that shouldn't be flying like that. I think I, I think I've seen a few videos of that online. It definitely looks looks a little sketchy. Those machines up top holding the cable in, if this is what I'm thinking of. I don't know why, but they always seem too small to me. And I know they got like outriggers and shit that go into the ground, but it's like, ah, oh, geez, like that's a lot of weight just in cable. Never mind when there's logs on there. They run tail holds, so they run cables back behind them to a trees behind them to anchor themselves in. They would never be able to support the weight if it was just a normal crane. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they're anchored to the hill behind them that lets them yard that up. I yeah, and like I said, I've only seen them online. But even with that, it's like, geez, that's just so much weight. But for... oh, have you ever seen any like the fail like where those cables fail? Like if your tail hold snaps or come loose and they got a load in it, like the amount of just I don't think I'd want to be a yarder engineer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a little stressful position to be in. I would think so. No, I'll just stick to the flatlands, Manitoba. It's safe over here. <laughs> you can get everywhere with a skitter. Yeah, exactly. Well, when we had, uh, what's his name on there? Del Fiddler. Like, yeah, his operation, you see his videos and everything. It's just nice and flat. You're just, just cutting trees on the flat. <laughs> This no absolute cream shows, eh? Yeah, no one's going down the mountain. <laughs> Look at these crazy bastards running on the <laughs> flat. What's the point of it? Make it hard. Yeah. So what are the trucks like? Do they make any new off-highway trucks? Because every time I see a video, it's like old trucks from the 70s that they just keep going. I think in 84, 85, maybe even 86 is when they stopped making them. I drive in 1980 myself, a Pacific P16. Uh, it's you know, it's 41 years old or whatever, so it's starting to show some age, but I just try to look after it the best I can, and I take a lot of pride driving that piece of history. So so why why they stop making them? I think just the way the industry went. I think you one day you'll see it all be highway trucks. I think uh, what will actually be the end doing of these fat trucks will be tires, out of all things. Oh, rare for the to get the tires, eh? Yeah, I think it's just a lot of money for companies to build those tires, and I just I think it's an oddball size nowadays, so we're probably going to start seeing it taper off. Uh, I think there's you can still get those tires like bed trucks in Alberta run the same kind of tires. And they're still relatively in higher demand, but yeah, but it's um, still you're paying a you're paying a lot cuz it's still a specialty. Like how many bed trucks and off-highway trucks are there really out here? What kind of engine and uh, rear end you got in that thing? I got a 60 Series Detroit in this one. I believe it's 121 diffs in the back. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. (laughs) That's scooping. You're wrong. I could be wrong on that. I'm not 100% on the diffs, but I do know it's 60 Series Detroit. (laughs) Allison. An Allison, so an automatic. What? 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 Yep. Huh. No. What? <laughs> it's automatic. Just hit the fucking gas pedal and way you go. 
What? I don't know why that baffles me so that, much, but it does. How have you not done a TikTok on this? Yeah, like, he there, doesn't want to tell people. There are yeah. so many videos out there where people are like, I like the automatic. And people are like, there's always so many comments where like, automatics can't work in the hills. Automatics can't hold weight. And this whole vlogging truck isn't automatic? You need to, yeah, you need to do a video of the off-highway 100-ton automatic <laughs> truck. I could do that. Like, was it swapped, or was this thing always an automatic? Um, as far as I know, it's been a six-speed automatic. They did have a couple 18-speeds, but... Um, and a, are you saying six-speed? Yep. How the hell does that work? You're only going, like, 50k an hour, right? That's your top speed on those things on the flats. Okay. That makes more sense, but still, jeez. Even a six. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, learn something new every day. It feels a lot quicker than 50k an hour when you got 100 tons on, but... Yeah, that's very true. I, I bet. <laughs> I don't know how to compute this. I just can't believe it's in automatic. I, I thought for sure you'd be running something funky in there, and then maybe like a a low box too even, but no, just, just a six-speed automatic. Yep. No auxiliary rear... Like, does it have planetaries at least, or...? Oh, yeah, they got planetaries on the diffs and, or whatever, and um, it goes into... So like there's a lockup mode, so you can lock it in there so it doesn't kick out. There's converter and lockup, and when you're in the converter, it's kind of like you're in neutral. So if you lock it in there, though, your um, your jake and everything stays off. It won't kick into neutral when you're coming down a hill and start fucking off on you kind of thing. Ooh. Oh, that makes sense. That was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask. Like, how in an automatic does it not just start running away? Because that's one of the big pain in the asses with those things. Yeah, we use uh, retarders in your left foot braking rate. Yeah. So. You fed the back retarded. a bit. That's your best friend for a while. Do you have jakes and retarders then? Yeah, they don't work together. Like, um, you're either on the retarder or you're on the jake. They won't work together. You can blow an axle doing that. But... <clears throat> um, That's okay. good. I'm, I'm thinking I know the answer, and it's not the one I want, but I'll ask it anyway. Is, that thing's not a six by six, is it? No. Oh, I was. I know. I wasn't. I didn't expect it to be, but I thought maybe, just maybe, and that would be awesome. I like, like, like the military drive, just six by six. So much, <laughs> so much power, so much torque. Oh, you wouldn't get stuck with that really, thing. The, uh, you wouldn't need a six by six because when you got your trailer on the back, you can pretty well go anywhere with just your drive axles. And then when you're loaded, you're coming downhill. You don't really need the extra pulling. Chase, let me have my dream, okay? Okay, oh, back <laughs> off. You're right, Jordan. All these <laughs> off-highway trucks would be much cooler if they were six by six. Come on, they'd be, they'd be pretty sweet. I don't know why I have an obsession with it. I think, I think they should be five by five and you should have drive axles on the trailer too. Fuck it. Yes, it's so much drive. <laughs> Oh, Chase, your electric truck. Um, six by six. Are you in? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already said it's going to be a six by six. You did? Yeah, yeah. And then oh. the last one, that electric truck. I want to make like a, a like an off highway logging truck that's got drive axles on the steer axles for so you can have your generator braking on the steer, drive axles, and then the both the axles or all three axles on the trailer are going to be drive because there's no, you don't have to run a drive shaft. So you can make your trailer axles give you hold back too. So when you're coming in there, you can reach down instead of applying trailer brakes, you apply your trailer Jake. I I'm in full support of all of this. And I just, oh, I'm so much more happy now. That's a six by six. Okay. You said, you might've said last time. I don't know where I was. I'm just spaced out. 
I don't know. I might not have. But yeah, that, I was thinking, I'm like, if I'm going to make a sweet, sweet ass off highway track, might as well make every single axle driving and braking. Then when Travis's rig breaks down next, we'll switch out everything and make it diesel electric. And now, now we're cooking with gasoline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine the torque on that thing. Plus, like, if you're just off highway logging, like, uh, how much are you going downhill loaded compared to uphill loaded? Uh, just depends on the haul. Mostly, you know, you're downhill. Then there is a little bit adverse. You come out of holes and stuff like that. But where I work, it's, you know, maybe half hour, 45 minutes up and down. And then you're kind of a flat shot to the dry land. No, okay. The only thing I I request with your uh, truck chase, though, can can we put like a fake gear shift in it like just something so i can pretend like i'm shifting as i'm going oh i've thought this through i've thought this through this is my last idea i've had this week and so it's going to be automatic just because it's electric drive mm-hmm. what i'm thinking is we'll make it like a five and four with two sticks and you pull those sticks back for your regenerative braking so if you want to you can regen you can apply different amounts of braking to the drive axles and the trailer and then when you reach those forward you can have different amounts of pushing and pulling on the trailer Okay, I'm in. I like it. Because then instead of shifting, that right hand just works your braking coming down the hill. You can reach over and like apply, you know, 50% on the trailer, 80% on the drives, or switch it up. <laughs> the best part about that is you won't be able to jam that auxiliary box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good. Ugh. Fuck, I'm running out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> What's the smallest load you've ever hauled then? With one of those trucks. Uh, probably just a cleanup load, like 50 tons or whatever. You can boogie pretty good with one of them on. <laughs> 50 tons is your smallest load. Yeah. Yeah, just baby stuff. Um, <laughs> so you said you were driving truck before this, before you got into the logging? Uh, no, I just drove highway truck in a different spot. I think I've worked for the same company for oh, okay. different places. I was uh, actually on the logging railway in the Nipkish Valley there for a little while. The logging railway. Someone explain this. Uh, in the Nimkish Valley, there is a train about 56 miles of track, and the uh, trucks would just haul to the reloads. The train would come pick it up and bring it to the beach. But in 2017, uh, there's a bit of an accident there. We kind of lost a few people, and uh, they shut her down after that and went to trucks, highway yeah. trucks. Oh, damn. That, that's kind of a lost piece of history. That's almost too bad. Yeah, it, it really was that. Yeah, I had just finished all my training to be the engineer, and it only got a handful of trips as an engineer on my own, and uh, that's when the accident happened. What, uh, if you don't mind us diving into it, what happened on the accident? Um, I actually wasn't there that day. It was uh, it actually didn't involve the train either. It was a, a reload moving a string of cars. So, like, the trucks would come into the reload and get offloaded onto these string of cars, and they were uh, gravity-fed through a cable. Basically, it was like a graph yard in the ground. So they'd run it back and forth on the tracks. Well, the uh, front section of cars let go one day and ran away, loaded, and hit a derail. Hopped back on the tracks, and there was a section crew working below them, so they didn't have enough time to get out of the way, and they oh, got geez. hit. Oh, that's awful. That is. Yeah, I that the, those derails. Like I worked on the railway a bit. Those derails are half of them are junk. Like if you have a loaded car or. And even an empty car sometimes, like they don't always derail, and then you get shit like that happening. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, you look at the ground that they're in and stuff like that. Like, it, it, you got 11 loaded cars coming onto that one chunk of metal. Like, 
sure it might have thrown the first couple off, but there's so much weight there. It's just mm-hmm. well, have you guys ever seen the old World War Two um, training video for like engineers on how to derail trains? They actually go in and show you like how to derail the trains, and it blew my mind how hard it is to actually derail a train by blowing up track. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because there's a ton of derailments, but it actually isn't the easiest to do. Like it's not like it happens for sure. But. That takes skill. <laughs> oh, I'm on a watch list now that I admitted I was watching those videos, but they're really fascinating. Yeah, man, you don't mess with your FBI agent like I do. Uh, just sitting in my truck, just saying saying the bad words, the bomb, the terrorism, all that, and then just blowing my coyote call as loud as I can. This FBI agent's paying for it today. <laughs> yeah, listening to his mic just closer and closer. Next thing they're just screeching comes out for me. <laughs> you say the right triggers. For oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I say, I say the yeah, trigger I, words, get them listening, then just scream on it. And you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe there's no one listening, but who cares? I'm having a good time. What it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. If I can entertain myself like that for an hour-long drive, who cares? <laughs> oh, just a terrible person. Oh, so, um, how, like, I don't even know how old are you, Travis. Like, when you got right into uh, hauling logs when you were right out of school, like, you said you were working in a shop? Uh, yeah, no, I right in high school there. I, I worked in a shop, you know, just being the shop cleanup kid. And then I uh, bundled on a dry land for a bit before I got onto the train worked my way up through the positions on the train and when they shut that down they retrained me to drive a logging truck which is kind of what i always wanted to do anyway so um very cool now been driving logging truck for about four five years oh wow uh how do you like the what do you like more those are big off highway ones or the lighter highway trucks like what do you actually enjoy running uh the fat trucks for sure it's just a cooler thing isn't it <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of like with the train there, there was a lot of history behind it and that railway. And uh, I really appreciated that. And I thought it was really neat that I was actually getting to live a piece of history. And I got that taken away from me prematurely. And now I have another chance to do it with these fat trucks. So I'm going to take it for every chance that I can, like every moment I can, I'm going to cherish it. Like, cause I know one day that's probably not going to be there. That's a great attitude to have for work. Honestly, it is. I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you guys know I, I like my truck in history. I think it's important to keep it alive as much as we can. Yeah, it's pretty neat stuff. And then there's Chase driving around in like a 2014, or even <laughs> newer. What, what? How new is your truck? The one you use? Uh, the one I use every day for logging is that 2018. Oh my gosh, it's the pampered. oldest one of the fleet. So. You pampered ass bitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like. <laughs> I I admire the history and all that, but some of those old trucks, like, there is a big difference. I was like, I was low bedding in like the 2020, and the difference between a 2020 and low bedding in the old 60s is kind of night and day, for comfort, anyways. Like, I love doing it. I love making those old trucks work, but it is a lot of work. And the new one, you can just mash that throttle. It's got like 650 horsepower, and you're gone. Crank the music up, roll the window up. You can barely hear the outside. It's got all that's the- that's a weird one. Driving a new truck is the noise. Like you get in a new truck, and you're like, oh shit, I can I can hear again. Like this is weird. You're driving those '80s and just rattling, can't hear a thing. You try to 
answer phone calls. Like, I, I don't know what you're saying. Talk to you when I get there. Yeah. Try doing it in a fat truck. Yeah. Well, what, what are those cabs like in there? Like, do you guys try to kind of update them and keep them new, or is it just pure out of the 1980s? Uh, there might be a few new gauges here and there, uh, but other than that, it's pretty well original. I mean, I got a few spots on my floor where the carpet's ripped up and you're running on bare metal on your feet now kind of thing, but yeah. Did, just, like, did they put the dynamatting in? That was one of the nicest things I ever did in one of my old trucks. Like, is you can buy that dynamiting dynamat insulation and it like sticks to the wall of your vehicle on both sides of the wall. Holy hell, it's like it turns it back into like driving a newer truck with like it's quiet. Huh. Well, I, I run know, man. all day, so it's no quiet in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a screaming Jimmy. This guy can't hear anything. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't have to yell for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, guy's got hearing aids already. No, no, I actually got good hearing. <laughs> I wear my hearing protection or whatever, you know, what you're supposed to do, I guess. I don't know. I baby my ears, and people always give me shit. Like, I'll be going to pack or something at work, and I'll throw on my ear protection, and someone will tease me. And it's like, um, excuse me, but I'm going to be able to hear in the future, and you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we're shooting and putting earplugs. What are you doing, you bitch? It's like, um, I want to hear in the future. Sorry, guys. I, I don't wear my ear protection driving my old girls. I like the way they sound, but oh, I, don't I just yeah. I just yell loudly at people all day. <laughs> for a little bit. I, I make it an inconvenience oh. for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing ear protection, so that sounds like it's your issue. <laughs> like, if you talk to 90% of people, like, you know what? I'm not missing out on much by not talking to half the people I meet. That's fair. Going deaf is a, <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise. Oh, man. Like, don't have to listen to people farting. Don't have to listen to people's stupid opinions. Like, I'll just go deaf. Like, I'm not missing out on that. <laughs> don't have to listen to the old lady. Yeah. Start oh, a new man. trend. Go deaf. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you can just, like, you know, hey, do you mind picking up the garbage? Oh, why didn't you clean up the garbage like I asked you? Oh, sorry. I must not have heard you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say, hope no one deaf listens to this, but hey, <laughs> yeah, well, like, I'm sorry, but you can insult deaf people on a podcast, they're not gonna hear. Oh, geez, that's so bad. <laughs> Some guy maybe he's out there wearing hearing aids, he's got them cranked up, and he's just these motherfuckers. <laughs> he's probably oh, so he won't be able to find her names, right? Yeah, true enough. <laughs> Ugh. I have nothing against deaf people. We're just making a joke. Jeez. No, it's like making fun of the Amish online. Who are they going <laughs> to? Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do about it? So true. So true. Read about it in a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so I got to ask a question. Uh, if you weren't uh, doing your job you're doing now, what would your dream job be? If you could I go tr- in. I tried that already. <laughs> oh, a dream job. I'm doing my. Job, boys. Nope, no, nope, we don't accept that answer anymore. We force something else. Second. I want to hear something else. Uh, they can't know. say road trains in Australia because everybody gives that answer as their second choice. Oh, I don't know. Maybe run a piece of equipment, I guess. Do something a little bit uh different. Is that a first operator one? Thanks, man. Yeah. I support you a hundred percent, Travis. Go <laughs> operate. It's a it's a it's a great gig. What do you want to run? What would you run? I don't know. I kind of just like a little bit of variety. So I would rather like to run either a processor, or a hoe trucker, or maybe even an excavator. Just learn it all, right? Variety is the spice of life. So, oh, get for me. sure. Wow. Where's the wisdom right there? 
fun if you're going to go on like being an operator side. What'd you say, Chase? Road building. Uh, all right. Train work. That railway work was probably my favorite favorite operating stuff. Like you get all the coolest attachments because you're with the railway. You get to be on a cart on the tracks, and then when you want to just be a normal excavator, you pull off the tracks, drive off your cart. Like that stuff was really cool. You get to see awesome country running a hole. So, so steering wheel on a train. That's one cool thing. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Set her into a gear there and you hang out for a couple minutes, enjoy the scenery. And oh, yeah. See. You're fucking ten miles down the track. <laughs> yeah, those guys who run trains—they—they they are great at steering. They—they—they they, they somehow keep that those those <laughs> stay on the track. Guys are great. Oh, I'm just talking with you. Yeah, uh, you should be able to drink on that job. You don't need to steer. Yeah, you should be able to drink while running a train. I support that. It's not that hard. Just running a radio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, you're in front of me or not? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, train man Matt's gonna be listening to this, and he's gonna be swearing at us. Sorry, man, running trains hard. I know, I know. <laughs> you don't know what kind of stress I'm under. I'm gonna push forward, and then sometimes I also need to put it in reverse. <laughs> There's a fan switch you got to hit every 45 seconds, though. So. Oh, that's there cool. is. I didn't know that. Well, there is on uh, on our locomotives that we ran. There was yeah, we'd start beeping at yeah every 45 seconds, so. Your hand yeah, gets sore after a shift. I guess you guys had newer locomotives. I don't know why I was picturing island logging. I think I just pictured the old truck, so I imagine you had like a steam locomotive moving wood down the track. I don't they know did. why I was picturing that, but... They did at one point. These ones weren't uh, super old. They're actually... Uh, they're called SW1200, so they're kind of like a, a yard locomotive, what a big CN yard would kind of run in there to switch cars around in their yard. We were using that for our hauling. Okay, I, I'm I'm picturing. Uh, I think I got the picture of that now. I really want a locomotive. Can you imagine how nice that'd be if you had like a nice acreage and then just a train that went around just just cause. I think oh, that'd be if I ever sweet. become a billionaire, I am buying a few hundred acres and having a steam locomotive to run around. I think I would buy all. Just I even want to try. It. I think we talked about it before, but like having like an old equipment show, like we do it for the farmers out here. They'll do it. Uh, I can't remember what they called, but they get all the stuff from like the 30s and 40s and even older. And uh, they get it all working, and they harvest a little field with it. So I want to have, like, a gravel pit. And then just only old equipment, get people out, sell sell some drinks out there, and just get out and have a good time playing with old equipment. Yeah, I I fully support that. If we can get some, like, old logging equipment with some, like, old timers out there teaching the old techniques, some old gravel equipment, like, oh, I, would so the, I would go to that, uh, go to that museum, absolutely. Just, like, have pieces, like, off to the side, too, and, like, coned off areas, and then you're allowed to just run them plastered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just just get going. (laughs) I mean, that... I feel like you got to pass at least a competent operator test sober before you're allowed to do it in the drunk stage. (laughs) Just letting (laughs) random people run an old cable shovel or something. Uh, We'll... we'll I'm we'll have a, to protect them. or something, right? And then charge them 50 bucks. And if they fuck up, they fuck Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say you put someone with them, but they can't hear anything in those old things anyway. So, Like, 
I imagine, like, for the logging operation, the hand-falling days would be like, where's the axe? That's where you start off with, like, the drunk <laughs> the drunk axing competition. I love that. Let's we get have a all bunch this- of hammer guys out there swinging axes at trees. The first one knocks the tree down wins. That'd be fun- funny. We have, like, a big display of stuff for people to, like, try. We'd have all this old equipment and, like, be labeled to, like, like old mining shovel, old this, old that. And then you get to the forestry area, and it's, like, old feller buncher. And it's just, like, an axe. Leaning against the tree. <laughs> Go for it, boys. Just keeps getting older and older and older yeah. for equipment. And you're like, this is how the First Nations knock down trees with a rock and a string. <laughs> that'd be painful. Jeez, that'd be painful. Honestly, you know, that would be a great walk through history. You started like the old rock days where they like put string in. You're like, this is how the First Nations. And then you got like the axe. And you can just actually like watch technology progress as you go down the line. Then you hop in like a brand new bunch and you're just like, mm. oh, okay. Oh, that'd be, that'd be some mint punishment too. Like I know like, you know, when we had Kyle Moffat on, he was talking about how he gives out the odd uh, slap on the wrist, like makes them do the weird monotonous tasks. And it's like, that'd be a good one for a logging operation. Some guy makes you mad, pisses you off. Hey, get the ax. You got chopped out your next tree. When you're done that, you get back in the machine. <laughs> you know what? You fucked up today. You're in the <laughs> buncher. <laughs> What's a hand buncher? I'm going to show you. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, you fuck up, you're pissing in this cup. Yeah, true. Yeah. Enough. I have yeah. one guy, one guy, uh, he's pissing me off one day. So I was like, hey, come run this for me. He's like, what? It's just this piece over here. Just come come get in it and start start running it for me. So he follows me over and give him a shove. I was like, good, get to work. <laughs> Needless to say, he was very upset. <laughs> Fair. But man, yeah, they are way too strict with like fuck ups now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and their I, rules don't even make so dumb. sense. Working on the pipeline, we've had the stupidest incident rules that have followed incidences. Like, what they did is they were pulling a truck up a hill with a D7, and they had a chain hooked to the truck, and the chain snapped. And the safety guy said, well, we can't have that anymore. That D7 snapped the chain. So our solution now for whenever you're towing trucks up a hill is you need to use a D8 only. What? Okay, so... What? So therefore, we need to use a stronger cat next time. The the reason why this chain snapped is that the cat was underpowered. Uh, Um, I guess, like, if they were, like, taking runs at it to get momentum, that would be one thing. But, like, it's a chain. And also, why are you using chain anyway? You big cables. Yes, that would have been the logical solution of it to like, <laughs> hey, we snapped a chain and the flew and hit something. That's, okay, don't well, use chains anymore. The answer isn't just get a bigger dozer next time, dumbass. Yeah, that dozer, bigger dozer is probably just going to break the chain quicker. So, <laughs> right? yeah. What what are they using anyways? Just got a 3 8 chain up there. <laughs> oh, just a log wrapper. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, like how thick are those? Those are really thin, aren't they? Yeah, pretty I, well. I've seen him in your pictures, but yeah, I, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming Travis is probably has some more skookum. Like your wrappers, does the machine throw it over? How the hell do you get your wrappers over those loads? Oh yeah, we when the, we're done loading or whatever, they'll blow slack off, so you throw them through the grapple and they'll throw it over for you. But if you uh, are in transit and you have to throw another one, you got a hand bomb. I've had to do that a couple times. So you don't always get her on the first throw. I don't get my highway wrappers on the first throw. I can't imagine doing yours. I don't even like throwing scraps in general. 
right? You try and make it easier for yourself, line it up to a bank or maybe a log sticking out on the ditch and yeah, try and use anything you can to, <laughs> for your advantage to get it over. It's oh, kind of makes- you crawl up on top of there. So Right after you turn on a switchback, just chuck it over. Go Walk up the other side and chuck it over. <laughs> hey, I got to ask a question is how with your off-highway logging on the island – because that's all you guys basically do is off highway with those old girls. Is it just like a free for all, no fucks given when it comes to actually, or do they have a fair bit of rules in place now? <laughs> I doubt it's a free for all, but maybe. It kind of just depends on your haul. Like you're on a pretty flat haul, they'll just load the tits right out of her. But if you're on a mountain haul, sometimes you don't really want that hundred tons, and eighty tons is more than enough to push you down there. So, but for the most part, like you know, we're not getting stopped by DOT or anything like that you cross the highway here and there but it's pretty much fucking hit the gas pedal and go that's kind of what i i I was wondering because like when we were up in gold bridge we were 100 percent off highway and the lack of fucks given towards like after like a few months of doing that by all the drivers are like logs are falling off on the road people are like we need our even need our wrappers fuck it i'll just throw one wrapper instead of uh, like the three like it, it just became uh like Mm. A long show. Cowboy cowboy country. It became hundred percent cowboy trucking. Um, how does that work, Travis, when you do cross a highway? Like is DOT like like are you guys like is there an exemption for those off highway trucks or they they can stop you when you're crossing a highway and say, Hey, uh, what the hell is going on? Probably could, but we have like uh like the, the trucks are still insured, right? They have a crossing mm-hmm. permit installed, so we're allowed to cross the highway, but I've never been stopped by anybody. I've never heard of anybody being stopped. Uh, we do run highway trucks where I work too, so they probably just go after those guys. Yeah, I can't get that big guy, but I'll get this guy. How yeah. does it work when you're off highway when it comes to insurance, registration, annual inspection? Like, do you need an annual inspection on the truck like that? Does it have normal insurance, or is it more like insurance that you would put on a quad? Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I I know we do. There, there's a third-party company that comes and looks over the trucks i think it's once every six months and insurance is good for the year though so i don't know yeah, but but it, did they get an actual decal on those side window like a oh no got a piece of paper on the sun visor that says you're insured to cross the highway huh. huh. fun stuff okay yeah we got into a debate on that heavily this summer because my truck which is a highway truck its inspection ran out and we were trying to figure out whether you needed an inspection to actually drive when you're off highway. It could depend on uh, whose road you're running on, too. Like, up here, it's all TFL for uh, one company. Like, we don't run our, our, our channels. We run our own channel. Oh, okay. I seen your video about the RR channels there. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't always work that way. But on the island, anyway, we do have a few places where you're on the RR channel. Cause it's considered yeah, Chase, port. you dumbass. <laughs> Fair enough. It was a general advice. Fair enough. I didn't at all. Just no. tease in. No, it's a, man. It is so hard when you have like one minute to like a couple minutes to like fit all the information into a video like that. And like, well, if you miss one detail, people shit on you. Like when I said the old growth logging, it's like. Oh, yeah, I don't know if we should log that old growth. People are like, old growth isn't all big trees. And you're like, I fucking no, I was just talking about that tree. It's, it's also the, uh, 
like like uh what is it um like even your followers so like people who know you and like they get you they're not commenting hate but then you get their atoms in there and you get so much outreach with your videos that yeah there's gonna be a thousand different stupid opinions and you get to hear them <laughs> yeah and what i love is like on my video i'm like hey just get a get a radio here's the rr channels this is what you need to know when you're running in bc and everyone's like no that's not how we do it you need to cb and you're like like where where are you that run cb and they're like new brunswick and i'm like this was not a video about new brunswick yeah, yeah someone commented on one of my videos like that and they're like oh yeah that's not how it works here by the way i'm like where's here for you like i live in manitoba <laughs> like you could be anywhere oh the amount of i i hate to say it but the amount of america think every single video is about america is like oh, yeah. oh my God, you're not even in the same country yeah. And they're like, well, DOT, federal regulations, FMSC needs a e-log on all the... And you're like, I don't listen to those rules. Yeah. They're like, if you're a trucker, you need to listen to those rules. Logging is not exempt. And you're like, well, I'm not even in the same country. Why would your rules apply? <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of dumbasses. Besides America, just ask them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, oh, I got skid... questions. Here? I was just gonna say I got a skid steer to haul, so let's wrap this up. I'm gonna let you get back to work. Yeah, <laughs> so hungover, back to work. Nice. Gotta sweat out that liquor, eh? Yeah, I've had two granola bars today. It's the only thing I can keep down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I'm Jordan, but come on, this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, guys. You know it's a lot for me, but I did it. <laughs> oh, I should be in bed. Well, Travis, right. you got any other questions for us or anything? No, not at all. I had a great time, though, guys. If you guys ever wanted to do it again, I'd definitely be up to it. And I'll try and make some more videos for you about the inside of the cab and the transmission. Well, definitely throw some of those up on your TikTok and then I... uh, people would get to check them all out. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see. you got to call out some of these highway drivers that say they can't run automatic pulling 80,000 pounds because they drive up and down hills. <laughs> I'm still baffled yeah. that's an automatic. All right, Black Betty 69? You betcha. All right, I'm going to have to go follow you. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, how do you not follow him already, Jordan? I'm in Manitoba. We don't have big trees over here. I don't see shit like that. <laughs> like, it's funny how much trees. that algorithm really puts people on just based on location. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't even know what my algorithm is. It's a lot of weird stuff, as Chase knows. I sent him weird stuff. <laughs> Yeah, your for you page is just bop. It's it's a mess. I think but, it's just your FBI agent trying to get back at you to be hundred percent honest. He's like, oh, you know what? You're gonna make me listen to all your bullshit, saying you're gonna assassinate the president, then you just blow a coyote call. Fuck your for you page. I'm overwhelmed. Shit. Yeah, that's that definitely could be it. And my ads too just gives me the weirdest ads for stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He blew a coyote call. All his ads are gay porn for the next year. Oh, <laughs> He's just seeing nothing but dong. <laughs> Enjoy this, Jordan, you coyote blowing call. Oh, all right. Thanks all for coming right. on, Travis. You betcha. Have a good day, guys. You too. Thank you.